Hey, have you heard about popcultureclassroom.org? Pop Culture Classroom inspires a love of learning, increases literacy, celebrates diversity, and builds community through the tools of popular culture and the power of self-expression. That sounds awesome. Pop Culture Classroom envisions individuals transformed by the educational power of pop culture who create diverse, inclusive, and engaged communities, and they bring us Denver Pop Culture Comic Con. So... That's why you get these panels, these guests, these interviews, all of this programming that we offer through the BAC network. Other things that Pop Culture Classroom gives a shit about, quality service to kids and communities, respect, inclusiveness, and diversity, equality of opportunity, alternative approaches to education, recognizing each person's intrinsic dignity and importance, that's always good, and open communication, responsibility, and honesty. Does it sound like I'm reading that off their website? It's because I am. I want to get it right, because they deserve to get it right, and they deserve to have you go to their webpage, popcultureclassroom.org, and donate so that they can keep on trucking with their awesome mission to change the world through pop culture and literacy and education and etc.
what we're really giving him is, is the fortitude and pride that you see in his, in his present day version. And it's a journey, like it is right now. That's the, that's the heart of that, of that book, is showing how he goes from that person who lost everything, truly lost everything, and honestly failed in his job as a manager, whose broad job is to protect other Martians, uh, to the person that we know is steadfast and, and, and the shoulder that even these other gods and justice lead. You know, the feeling of feathers, you know, they're not actual feathers, but you can see the light and the flow and 
I just try and add those little elements in to bring that flavor in. Um, I don't have formula, I don't have any uh, magic powder or anything like that. I just I get the ideas, I hear what, he, what he's trying to do, and, and, uh, and I just do a few sketches and show them to him. He says, You love them, or he hates them. He says, He hates them, I'll go get them again, and he says, I love them. Which is happening. And uh, so, yeah, it's, I have a lot of visual input. And sometimes, you know, not just with gals, uh, anything that we can create uh, that is new. It's, uh, he'll start with his scenes like, like the Batman the last. Maybe you don't see his eyes. You know, he'll say something like that to me, a really big smile, really dark and metal. And so, you know, with that, you know, what does that conjure in my head? And uh, and so I just I just sit down and start sketching and, and see what comes out. It's it's it's, it's, it's as magical uh, for me as it is when you're a little kid and you just you have no idea. You just get your crayons and, and you start doing like this and, and, and it it opens. I mean, so usually my first idea is the one that comes out. And so Scott gives me those little seeds. And I just water them. It pops up. It's Pushback with editorial, uh, uh, I do get, I've gotten pushback, but not really with any character designs. Uh, I got a lot of pushback for the uh, cover one for uh, for metal. Uh, they really didn't want to do that cover. And, uh, yeah, they really did because they're boring and they don't want to do any of that stuff. I, right, yeah. so, so I know what they were after, right? It's the same cover that we've all seen a zillion, trillion times. It's that, that's a, the Star Wars movie poster on right? So, yeah, I know you want that, right? Because uh, it works, and that's why we've seen it a zillion, trillion times. So for three days, you know, I, I produced a few of those, and I did want to show them, because for three days, I go, how can I go with this from a different angle? And um, I was so proud of myself that I came up with this. I, don't know, I arranged the characters to form the horns, and I was like, oh my god, I they come up with a, an idea that's outside the box, and they go, oh,
normally pick up when a piece is yours, but on Dark Knight 3 Master Race, when I looked at the art, I knew you had drawn it, but I saw a lot of influence from Frank Miller's art, too, on yours. Talk to me about how you put your own stamp on something that is iconic as the Dark Knight. You know, all of us grew up with, with Dark Knight, I'm getting into the business, and all of it, all, totally, all really influenced us, very much. So, when I first started on that, and I'm staring at my I know you've gone through this many times. You stare at that blank page, and you have no idea what to do or how to approach it. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> So you just sit there and you go, I'm just going to go do it. And that's what you see is the way it came out, basically. Uh, a lot of it, when, when I was first starting out, you know, I would do the layouts first. I wanted Frank to go over the layouts. I wanted to make sure that we were on all the same page. And uh, when Frank went over the layouts, he would tell me a couple of key things that really just rang home. I went back and I actually uh, redrew a lot of the pages yeah. after I talked to him. He, said, he told me one thing. He goes, you gotta really keep in mind your negative space. He goes, use negative space that was really successful in his, uh, in his original dark place stuff and he used it a lot in Sin City. Um, and he showed me where in a couple of uh, places where I could work at that and I was like, Back on it, you know. I was like, wow, that really works out well. And that took the whole tone, took me the whole series. You know, it really helped out a lot. But as far as like doing it on purpose, like aping Frank, no, I, I wasn't doing that. You know? that. This is just the way it came out. And a lot of it too is uh, Klaus thinking. You know, a lot of that, that final look came through was with Klaus. I imagine part of it's also uh, the sword. The script, and the pacing. Look, right. Brian wrote, wrote the, the scripts on it. But his pacing, they did, but it was from uh, Frank's plot. And they both stopped together and uh, plotted everything out. And then Brian went back right. and he wrote it the scripts. Right. The final book that went to the script. Yeah, that was that, that Right. It was very much a collaboration between those guys. And Brian was flying into New York to meet Frank all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was just very much a collaboration. But Brian's scripts were pretty tight. I would interject a lot of my stuff in there. Um, like there was one scene in the first issue where Carrie, and you didn't know what Carrie ever should get beat up by cops. And Brian just wrote, hey, just, you know, I just want to have it uh, flash between, panels flash between Carrie and beat up, flash between cops. You know, I want to leave it up to you other things. So that I kind of dug into Frank's Sid City stuff, you know, to see pacing and you know, that helped me out through that part of it. But uh, to get back to your original question, that what happened just came out. It wasn't by choice, it was just how I saw it. One of you guys, you guys have at least one question, right? <laughs> Put your hand up, I'll point to you. But let, let's ask you guys some questions. This is your chance. Right there. Greg, uh, like, metal is some of the most insane stuff I've ever read. Was it at any point when Scott like pitched you some of the ideas, did you ever think like, how am I gonna pull this off? Well, I never think how I'm gonna pull it off. I mean, you know, it's just what I've been doing for a lot of my life. So, uh, no, no, how I actually, the pitch came, uh, me and my wife were visiting Scott at his house. 
And I had gone off at the time to do Reborn with Mark Water. I would always say Mark as it's spelled that way. And I think it sounds cooler. So keep your Miller to yourself. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, so he was trying to plan what to do when I came back. And he goes, I want to welcome you back because you're swimming with the men, dude. And so I go, I got this great idea. And he'd be like, Cadmium Balance is cool, right? It's cool. <laughs> and, and Joker Dragons, right? And so that's. That's my Scott Snyder song. <laughs> and, uh, and when he said all that stuff, I just go, back in bat like a joke, right? I'm in. So uh, then I get the scripts, and they're just getting more and more escalated every script. They got crazy and crazy. And then at no point do I go, you know, certainly things are more labor intensive, but nothing that intimidates me to say, how do I do this? You know, I'm trained, I'm not doing it. It's just, you know, it's the time and the labor that goes into it. Different ideas, but no, it's just exciting. I think it was great. I'm just maybe more excited to continue. So, everybody like metal? Yeah. 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 how you approach, how you draw. Definitely Dark Knight. Definitely Dark Knight. Um, when I approach a project, it's 
I don't make it, you know, it's nothing's intentional, you know, it's just the way I see it, the way I go into it, and the way I feel it should be done. You know, it's, was with uh, you know the origin 1602, which were kind of similar, but even those were a little bit different. Right. Uh, the Batman stuff, you know, I guess you know you can say it's all the things on the influence me too, and what I like. Yeah. It's, it's just it's, it's that, and then like for instance, which I can say quite a lot, right? So okay. if I heard you do my little poem, it's not going to look like anything you know, with your back and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. subject yeah. matter and, and story depth yes. and influence is the style of art. But they said now they're going to so pretty.
because uh, he thinks he goes, I want to make this special. And he goes, I can't think of anything that it, it, special is happening to you. I'm not going to do so much as you all know. And so, uh, I'm in the midst of this stuff. But, uh, and I'm very honest, guys, I'm going to tell you, honestly, he offered me a whole lot of money. <laughs> and uh, so I, I went to, you know, Dan uh, DeVito, who's the, uh, you know, uh, Sam was my mic, but I the money. He's one of the publishers at DC, thank you. And, uh, and I said, Dan, listen, I know you, you, got, you got to try and move things around, schedule-wise a little bit last night, because I got to do Spawn 300, and, and it's very cool, because they did so much, I was And so, uh, Todd and I did an interview for Sci-Fi and uh, in my house, and, uh, and he's going, yeah, and I, and I put a Greg up, told him he and he how much did look, and I go, the reality is what got me is he offered me a lot of money. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's, that's only half joking. Uh, and I do say half joking. But the thing is, I, I, I said I have to come back for that because that really is a cool moment to, to come and, and issue 300, which he's only the second book now, you know, indie book to make it to that number. Otherwise, Serapis, I think, did it to 300. And, and Todd's actually going to beat it because going to go past it. So uh, for me not to be a part of that on some level, just seem wrong. It seems that I should be. Uh, I feel like Spawn is partly mine because I did so much of it. And um, so it started out at least a couple covers, Greg. I think you do even 10 pages an hour. I'm doing the full main story uh, with Todd, inking traditionally. Uh, so it's going to be as old school as can be. And, uh, and I'll tell you, uh, Todd, I've given him like the first six pages to start working on. And he's been texting me panels that he's been inking. And it's like, then, you know, how do I I'll get more text? And I go, seems like somebody really missed me. Made up, 
unto itself, right? So you could mess around with it. It's not like drawing New York City where it's got to be, you know, all the perspective got to be right and that kind of stuff. All that stuff, yeah, and all the, it's got a line all up and stuff. But with Gotham City, you could be all over the place. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. I'll say, I was like, uh, I, I did it, but I would, when I got into DC, I wanted to explore more about uh, the city of Bandy, which is from Aztec, which I always liked just because it was designed by, uh, designed by N. Stephen Harris. And in the book there, we always say that, like, canonically, it was the most depressing city in the DC universe. And I'm concerned, too, so I'm too familiar with the question. <laughs> Um, you know, if time 
everybody wants me to say Tim Drake. Uh, <laughs> and that does fit uh, for, for when I was growing up. But I actually, the person that I ended up liking now and I wish I had more time to work with is actually something that you and Scott did because it's Bluebird. Uh, and I love her, and I'm kind of sad that she hasn't been around recently, her and her brother. So uh, I should say Tim Drake because I'm 33, and that's, that's the answer. Uh, but, uh, uh, but my real answer, just because I think she, she brought something really unique her and her family to, to the Batman family, is, is Bluebird and the Bluebird and Color, basically. Uh, I would say maybe Duke, because Duke frustrated me most when I was trying to kill him. I don't feel I ever really got uh, a beat on how I'm going to do Drake. I did get a lot of attention to cool, and, uh, and I just frustrated endlessly. He's the most aggravating thing to me. I don't know why that is. But, uh, so if I had a chance to explore a bit more of my character, it would have been him. Probably Damien. Woo! I'd like to work on Damien more. I didn't, you know, you're a co creator. I still would like to do. To, to flesh him out a little more, you know? Uh, bring him around a little bit. Yeah, like I don't know. Even though we that mini series I did, dealt with him as Batman in the future, I'd like to continue to explore and have somebody else write it. <laughs> <laughs> Locked in in the Christian DC universe. 
And so I think that was the main goal of New Age of Heroes, to have a similar moment where you have this explosion of creativity in new characters. And I'm fully understanding that uh, some may be ahead of their time, some may take a moment to find the right focus and, 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 and find the right place where they fit in. Um, and that's okay. You know, we're, you know, today we talk about those Kirby creations in the world, because they are, to me at least. And um, I think that was the, the hope of New Age of Heroes. And, and you see that, you know, with some of them are still going, uh, but they are all unique. Like, I, I mean, when, when Silencer came out, Silencer's book I wish that I had thought of, and I, and I wish that I was writing, and, and now that she's there, uh, maybe I'll have a chance to work with her in the future. Um, the, the, same goes for, the same goes for the characters I created, the same goes for, for all these characters, you know, what, what Robin Diddy did with, with Damage and so on. Uh, and so I think the answer is, yeah, of course, we, I mean, I, I would like to write those characters for, for five years, for six years. But at the end of the day, uh, they're in the DC universe, they hold unique places in the DC universe. And the excitement for me is to see where they show up next and how they fit into these other books and, and how they can continue to bounce off and reflect on other characters. You guys are great. I don't even know who to pick, right? <laughs> Because you know, writers go to all these summits, you know, and, uh, and talk about what they're going to be doing. I haven't heard anything. I can't answer that. Because I see that. I have an office up at DC, so. Oh, yeah, they're going to be fair advantage. I, I'll tell you yes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll ask you later on to find out. Yeah, I haven't heard yet. Uh, so, no, my head's in the sand. I'm going to be pumping. Third place. Okay, there we go. No fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too busy drawing house. 
home with him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've seen that because uh, I've got a kid at home who plays it, you know. He plays a lot of games. But yeah, so I've seen it. He looks badass in school. And I'm walking out and go, wow, that's awesome. I wish I had a life. <laughs> Was what happened more or less? Zero year? Zero year was a pain in my ass. <laughs> Scott Snyder at that time didn't realize what, what he was giving to his creative team. Uh, I actually schooled him. Uh, so he was murdering us. Not only because uh, you know, he just add more and more pages to his script, but all these scenes would be so labor intensive. It would be one labor intensive scene after another labor intensive scene. And just, he wore us all out. He wore us all out. And so at that point, I started sitting down, and I'd go, buddy, you know, if you, if you kill an artist on this page, you got to give him a little bit of time to recoup here and regain ground, because we do have deadlines over here, and you can understand no concept. So I, I used to draw pages, and I would turn them in with notes. This is why this took me forever, and this is why this I could do it a day and keep the deadline. Right? So I started educating him so he could see what it looks like. And then I told him, I go, what you don't know? Is all of us who work with you, Jim Lee, me, all these people behind back, we were plotting on how to kill you. <laughs> and, and, and he would say to me, he'd he, he go, and I got the scene where, you know, Jim was telling me, he throws every single Batmobile ever made at me, that's cool, right? And Jim would go, what is wrong with him? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so but, uh, anyway, Scott is much more user friendly now. And uh, so he understands, he, he always promised, oh, I will never do you guys, but it does you ever again. I promise. But I'm, but, but I'm very proud of the way it came out. But it was certainly uh, the most labor-intensive uh, thing we underwent together as an art team. Zero years actually, my favorite. I'll let you see that. Oh, thanks, Mr. President. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, I give a lot of credit to our colors, FCO Valencia, about the, the success of because Scott early on wanted something uh, really uh, fresh color-wise, not what you're typically used to seeing in uh, pages of Batman. And so he was, you know, using the reference, you know, neon punk rock kind of stuff. And so when we started telling uh, FCL that's what we're going for, you know, he was timidly going, "Is this okay?" And and we go, "That's awesome, keep going." And, and pretty soon he like opened up and just went nuts. And so Zero Year's look is large part to the SEO pushing the boundaries of color in that book. It's just fantastic. I think he's brilliant. So anyway, I like it. <laughs> yes, I have one more guess to make a good one. You named Swamp Thing. Well, I'll tell you the story. Uh, I got to draw that brief moment with Swamp Thing, and I just fell in love with it because it was like monsters, right? Yeah. And so I, I get the deal, and I go, Dan, I want to, I want to do a Swamp Thing book. He's like, okay, you know, you made me want to do it. And then, 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 and then
And he sits me down, and he gives me a long pitch on how he, he would give me Swamp Thing, but he would prefer that I do one point. And so after get done, I go, okay, yeah, I, I, all right, I can see you doing one point. And he goes, and to make you happy, he goes, if you, and you know, you could do me like uh, Swamp Thing covers, and I don't have a Swamp Thing book, but I'll make a book around your covers. And I turn in my first Swamp Thing cover, he goes, calls me up and go, I need you to do the Swamp Thing book. So uh, it was that quick. So uh, I would love to do a Swamp Thing book. Scott already has a Swamp Thing story uh, in mind that we could do that. Uh, the thing is, I mean, we're in a place right now, Scott, that we're, uh, we're really trying to figure out what direction to go. Because uh, the thing is, I, I want to do that, and I would love to do one or Two minutes, we get the camera, we get the hook in, in two minutes. So I'll just say quickly, uh, Scott and I have a lot of uh, creator own ideas that we want to do. And so we want to, we're trying to figure out where we slot this in. Because we were doing last night, we, Scott and I also have one super mega event planned for DC. Uh, we have all these creator own ideas, and Scott even has ideas for Marvel. He has one with a, a Captain America Wolverine Ghost Rider team up, and uh, another uh, Hulk story, which is called Hulk Smash Everything. And so, uh, yeah, sounds cool, right? And uh, so we're just going, where do we go next? What do we do next? You know, he's 15 years younger than me, so he's going to run me right into the ground and keep going. So I'm going, how can, how can we do this, as many of these things as we want, and in what order we do them in? So I would love to do Swan Thing. Uh, I mean, oh, I would love it. Like what you heard, check some of our other shows out like Exotic Liability, Nerd Vomit, Black Falls, and I Hate Kathy Hammond. We can be found by searching for The BACN on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, or at www.bacnpodcast.com. Oh, yeah.